this is a world in which Dorothy Parker is apparently not a playwright in this universe, but is instead a Broadway actress. Also, jockeys are like celebrities. Yeah. So basically, jockeys in this universe are the same as like marine biologists in the original JoJo's timeline. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no other fame. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, I think this is part of why like Steel Ball Run is such a big deal is because like the I know at the beginning they tell us baseball exists, but <laughs> sure it does. I'll believe it when I see it. That doesn't really bear out in the text. In the text, this is this is like it's that sports anime thing where it's like in this universe where the only thing anyone gives a shit about is sumo or whatever. You yeah, know, you're like sure ping pong, right? Ping pong. Yeah, it's like this. This has captured the hearts and minds of the nation, and it's like horseback yeah. racing. I sure, mean, this is sure. a, it's a sports anime, but it's like an adult sports anime. Yes. It's like Yuri on Ice, the JoJo's arc. Yes, very much so. Sports anime for, for grown-ups. Everyone Basically, has a Basically, if Gyro walked up to Johnny fully naked and was like, I'm going to be your horseback coach, That's, this would you, be You it. just described the beginning of this. It's the same. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I touch your balls. Welcome to JoJo's Bizarre Explainer, a podcast about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm Courtney Stanton. I'm Darius Kazemi. And I'm Elizabeth Simmons. And today we're here to talk to you about romances. That's true. And how this is one. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Oh, it's so refreshing. Now we can talk about like chapters two and three. So we're talking about... Jolly Rosapelli and Johnny Joestar. And this is what is called a meet cute. Mm Mm-hmm. Where one person walks up to the other and touches their balls. Yeah, basically, and then they feel something below their waist. Yeah. Yep. This is, so like, Elis, can we just talk about the wheelchair stuff now? Yeah. And just, I mean, because I know it'll come back again and again, yeah. but just like, let's First just get of all, out ahead of it. Unrelated to that, though, I just want to say, dear person who left us a review saying that our only joke is that the characters are gay. The characters are gay. <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. This is a romance. We will discuss that more at length. It, yeah, it is hilarious how how in love they are. Yeah. I don't know. But no, this is but, so Steel Ball Run is definitely one of those arcs that is like, you know, we're like, oh, like Josuke and Okuyasu like love each other. And that's true. This isn't like like Josuke and Okuyasu, where you're like, oh, they're really good friends and also they're in love. But like I can stubbornly read it as just them being very close bros. Right. This is two people who meet and travel together and slowly fall in love. And like, that's the story. Yeah. That's the story. That's what it's about. So. So we, <laughs> it's not in this chapter, but we're going to talk about these two chapters together. We do meet Johnny Joestar in the first chapter. So chapter two. Yeah. In a teeny tiny little panel. He's so small. The most like un like celebrate it's just like it's like ignominious like Like, it's just very yeah but it's just like the most like low-key way to introduce a joe star it's really the opposite of how gyro gets introduced yeah gyro gets the like suck my dick intro and and johnny is like a background character excuse me excuse me could you could you move please i'm just can you excuse me The Johnny Joestar story. So Johnny Joestar is in a wheelchair. And at the end of chapter two on page 77, he says, this story is the tale of me starting to walk, not in the physical sense, but from an adolescence to adulthood sort of way. Talking about after meeting with that man, Jairo Zappelli, who was full of mystery from beginning to end. Thank you, Johnny. So I've done some disability studies in the graduate school. And there's a literary theory called narrative prosthesis wherein a story will have a character who has a disability, like a real-life disability, 
And that disability is used not to talk about like the lived reality of a disabled person, but to talk about, but like as a metaphor for something else, like as symbolic. So like somebody is blind and then like as soon as they do like the thing that helps them self-actualize and suddenly like they're no longer blind and that's how they've like turned into a full person. And that's how you know as the reader that they have overcome their internal struggle is because they overcome a physical hurdle. So the thing about the way that, like not to say anything about the story arc overall, obviously, but the way that Johnny talks here about like starting to walk in the context of being in a wheelchair and in the next, and in chapter three, we see him, the reason why he's in a wheelchair is basically because he was an asshole and someone shot him. (laughs) And so there's this association with like strength of character and physical disability, which is pretty textbook narrative prosthesis. Um, But narrative prosthesis as a concept isn't necessarily like a condemnation of a work because people have bodies and, you know, you can do multiple things at once and you can have multiple thoughts in your head at one time. Like you can have a character who is a really good depiction of a person with a disability. And there are also other layers to the story. You can have other things be symbolic of the concept of a disability. Like there, these things can go in lots of different directions. Some of them obviously suck. Some of them are like pretty benign. I think that it both are true with Johnny. I think like the thing is that Johnny is the protagonist or like one of two protagonists of this huge epic tale and he's a person with a disabi- with like a pretty significant physical disability that plays a big part in like who he is and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> I think the fact that we see him like fend for himself and just flat out beat up some dude like regardless of his physical disability like he's a badass jojo in his wheelchair or or not you know like i think that that speaks to this a little bit i think yeah i think that like he like he he has like frustrations about being in a wheelchair but he also does all this shit as someone in a wheelchair and there isn't like even though he does say like learn to walk again he's quickly he's quick to correct himself and say that it's like emotionally and that he's using it as a metaphor himself. And so there's this idea that, like, this is not, like, a cure-oriented narrative. Like, though it also kind of is because we see that, like, he's touching Gyro's ball. <laughs> and him right. touching Gyro's ball makes his legs move. So he's like, I want to find that. But also we see that, like, he's, you know, ways in which he isn't actually limited by his disability. So it's, it's complicated. But I think that it's complicated in, like, a cool way like it doesn't feel to me like some kind of like random gimmick it feels like he's a fully fleshed out person but i think it's important for us to just kind of acknowledge at the beginning that like yes it is in part a weird metaphor for his emotional growth because he literally says it is also like for him specifically it's like he's gotten kind of like stuck as a person in part because it's like he hasn't really found out like he was like genius horse racing person like i mean you know he's a horse girl like every other character in steel ball run um but like he hasn't really found the thing that he's going to do next and so it seems like for the last couple years he's just been like angry about not being able to do the thing he used to do right and and he hasn't figured out and i think that's part of the whole like growing up from adolescence to adulthood is it's like okay like but what are you going to do 
Right. And and this is and him meeting Gyro is the first time that he's like, oh, maybe I could do other thing. Yeah. Like maybe chase this beautiful man. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like For this, example. Well, right. Like he has like a motive now. Like something is inspiring him now to kind of pull himself up out of his basically just like depression, which is again another form of <laughs> another like thing it's like you know mental illness blah 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 but like i don't know i think this is a it's really complex and like i think people will be pleasantly surprised by like how complex the characterization is especially of the main two characters but yeah i also don't think you're wrong like if you're, if this is your first time experiencing steel ball run and being like this seems like it could be dicey that's true it could yeah. well, <laughs> there's also, a lot of yeah. ways where this could play out bad <laughs> and jojo's overall like always often like rides that line and also like there's just so much physicality in jojo's like it's all about the things that your body does without you like being in control of it and like trying to figure out how to like rein in like your own uncontrollable powers and shit but yeah so if we want to back up to like the opening of the second issue we meet another character there's a lot of characters yes. in steel ball run well and this yeah. is a this is a road trip like part three in a lot of ways. So it, there is a lot of just meet this person, go here, meet this person, yeah. go here. And we're getting set up and the race hasn't even started yet. So it's a lot of just like, here's this guy and here's this guy. But imagine if all the people you met along the way in Stardust Crusaders had like full backstories and were cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so we meet Poco Loco, pretty pretty clearly named after Poco, not a lot like Poco. Right. As far as I can tell. Certainly a reference to Poco from part one. If you don't remember, which I don't blame you, (laughs) Poco is the random little kid in part one. Yeah, but he also, in the video game, has a terrifying face. And most importantly, he's most well known for being the little brother of Ruth. Ruth. (laughs) Ruth Bader Ginsburg the first. Ruth is our, Ruth is our canon, uh, or is is our head canon name for, um, sorry, Poco. Do you mean canon? Do you mean the actual the canon canonical name? It is it is JoJo's Bizarre Explainer canon. Yes, the correct canon. If you watched part five or read part five and you were like, you know what, Guido missed his outfit. Too minimalist. Uh, Poco's outfit is here for you because it's basically it's like Mista's outfit turned up even further, which I didn't know you could do from window pane and zebra stripes. But here we are. If you were like, I really miss those like snappy clippy barrettes where you could like bend it and it was loose and then you bend it the other you way and it, it snaps. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, have I got the hat for you? It's Poco Loco's His, hat. Yeah. He's got like Mista's hat covered in barrettes. And then the top is like a, a a tank top midriff with a bunch of like semicircle holes cut out of it, like little flaps. And he's got like a leather harness on top of that. And then I don't even understand the pants. It's like a brick pattern. Like a raised brick texture. Yeah. And then I think there's a knee pad and then some kind of boot or sandal that I'm very I'm having a hard time parsing because I mean the men of steel ball run love to dress complicatedly they just yeah Poco Loco is in a family who is working as sharecroppers sharecroppers because we're we're only about 20 years out from the end of the, the American Civil War and so this is a rocky taking on reconstruction I guess uh and but also we're out in San Diego so like or are they in San Diego or is where's they're not they're not I don't know where he is but 
not I mean, in he San Diego. He ends up in San Diego because he's yes. going to join that race. But yeah, I, I like Poco Loco a lot. I do too. But this part where his – is it his uncle or his grandfather – I think like, it's, I think it's his grandfather, and his grandfather looks to me exactly like Fred Sanford from Sanford and Son. He kind of does, yeah, yeah. Wow. Now that you say it, I'm like, yep, that's that's him. He says, like, we were freed from slavery 20 years ago, but life hasn't changed one bit. So again, it's more Iraqi commentary, kind of broad strokes, but not wrong. I like that Poco Loco is like, I'm not doing anything because uh, fortune teller. Who looks exactly like Enya from part three. But this the little drawing of Enya flashing her little, the peace sign. Her little is just, pose is so uh, cute. Incredible. Adorable. Um, but he's like, she told me that in two months I'm going to have like the best time of my life. So I'm just chilling out until that starts. And like I could really use something like that. Like if someone told me like, I know your life is shit right now. Man, in 60 days it's all going to turn around. I too would choose to just not move and do nothing until those 60 days start. It's like that one <laughs> Rohan one-off where it's like that family where they can yeah, only die can only like die. one night of the year. And so the rest of the year, they can just do whatever the fuck they want. That's That feels, this feels like that. And Poco Loco's entire story has the feel to it of a thus spoke Kashibe Rohan. Totally. Yeah. We also learn again horse girl Poco Loco. So yeah. like just by looking at the depth of a of a horseshoe print in the dirt, he's like that mare is five months pregnant. I like this because it's like it seems like kind of a throwaway, but then you see that he learns about the steel ball run race by coincidence, and so you could think like, oh, any luck he has having to do with that is just total coincidence. But we already know that like, he's actually like super skilled about horses just from this one yeah. little anecdote. He put all his stats in horse. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and, and, and he's ready. And yeah. perfectly like this thing exists now for people who put all their stats in horse. And then we cut to ball touching. Yeah. So this yep. is like the fallout of what happens when you, when you steal from, uh, from JLo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also in real life. No. How do you think Ben Affleck would feel if he yeah, read this comic? Right. Uh, Maybe in another life, Ben Affleck would get a full back tattoo of like an Iraqi page ooh, instead yeah. of Ben Affleck. Just here to remind you all, Ben Affleck has a full like Yakuza style, like ass cheek to shoulder tattoo of a of a phoenix on his back. Why are you making me think about Ben Affleck's ass cheek? Singular. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just, it's. I don't know why he has it. I don't think he knows why he has it. But it's there and we can never forget it. We get a beautiful close-up of Gyro's face. Every close-up of Gyro's face is beautiful. Because Gyro has a beautiful face. But yeah, so like, I really like the thing where Gyro's like, no, give him his gun back. It's fine. Let's do this. (laughs) But if you pick the gun up, I'm ending your life. (laughs) It's like, oh. Oh, Elis, you wanted to talk about the receipt and the sir, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what the implications are of it in Japanese. Like, there's a little translator note that salesmen sometimes put sir on receipts or whatever, and I'm not sure I think exactly. instead of his name, it's just, like, to the gentleman. Right. But I like that that Gyro tells the the clerk not to address the receipt to sir. Like, it just – like, Gyro has such gendery vibes to me. That it just yeah. like it's always just like like since the first time I read it I was just like ah yeah yeah he's like I'm very sensitive about my pronouns yeah like yeah. whatever uh, like my, my my salutations and pronouns exactly he's just like don't don't bother me with that bullshit look at me 
Look at me. (laughs) I mean, I I read it as him being like, don't make it generic and put today's date on it so that you can't not honor it later, essentially. But I like my I also accept that. Yeah. But yeah, so he fights this. I love this like shit talking rando who gets his own face blown up in like three pages. (laughs) That'll fucking teach you. If we learn one thing from these two chapters, it's don't be a shit talking rando. Great uh, uh, nag from rando guy. Uh, Is that what's. Is that dirty round thing by your side your weapon? Like, how dare yeah. you call my balls dirty? I know. Gyro keeps his balls immaculate. We know Gyro washes his balls every day. And, and, night. We, and Sandman spends all his time thinking about them. Yep. So, yeah. So, he hits him with the steel ball. The steel ball somehow, like, creates a flesh vortex in his shoulder. Sure. Uh, I was very confused reading this the first time. I like now that I've read the whole thing, I'm I can sort of guess what's happening here, but I'm not gonna. But yeah, I like the like I'm not a nice guy. Yeah, uh, let go of that gun and uh, see a doctor. Like he killed him. He's essentially he's like you're gonna die soon, and then the guy won't let it go, so he just it's like stop hitting yourself, but with a gun to your own. Gyro face. saying well, he's not a nice guy is important characterization too. Like he's not gonna be soft. He's not. He does not make emotional connections he's here <laughs> to win the race yeah i'm not here to make friends yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah um very pulpo way for this guy to die yes and so yeah in, in the midst of this showdown a sweet innocent boy in a wheelchair is just Tiny trying to baby. get through the idiot's bittiest baby boy uh with a horseshoe on his hat in case you didn't know that he liked horses but also, he's in this comic, so we know he likes horses. That's Johnny Joestar. That's our Joestar. That's it's our Jojo. Him. It's him. He even has two little pieces of hair that are kind of sticking out of his bandana, like little horse ears. Oh, he's so cute. I think that Johnny Joestar is actually the most good-looking Jojo. He's definitely the most adorable. He's the most beautiful to me, personally. Sure, I buy it. My yeah. I, 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 Jojo Kujo exists, so I don't think I need to make an argument. I think it makes itself. <laughs> Most beautiful man in the world, Jojo Kujo. Although I guess technically he doesn't exist anymore. So he doesn't exist in this universe, right? So sure, Johnny's it's the true. cutest Joe star. Johnny's the most beautiful Jojo. Of any kind. I do like that we get, like, Iraqi just, like, wants to lay out for you with this little duel that, like, no, no, that was legal. <laughs> yeah. It's fair and square. Well, in America, uh, anything is, fucking goes. Yeah, right? This is the Wild West, not the Mild West. Yeah. So. I just, I love that, like, a dude in the most, like, like the sheriff, like, with the sort of, like, 10-gallon sheriff hat. Like, he looks like if like an animatronic old-timey bartender, <laughs> but a man. You know, like, That's he's just such like, a, an aesthetic, though. He's like, it was just a duel. And it's like, sure. No laws were broken. Yeah. yeah. But he's got that, like, the most, like, all of the facial hair, really. Like, like, Poco Loco has great facial hair. As long as a gun was involved, it's legal. That's, like, Iraqi's understanding <laughs> of America. And, like, he's, like, he's that, not wrong. That was, Horse as well. Horses as well. Yeah. yeah. It's like, that was just a duel. It's like, sure, man. A gun versus duel. ball. <laughs> Ball one. Don't bring a gun to a ball fight. And like Johnny's like, hey, no, like that was weird. What's with that ball? Hey, man, what's with that steel ball? Let me touch the ball. Let me touch it. Let me touch it. And then Gyro notices and like, God, just every panel with Gyro is beautiful. Uh, But like, he's like, hey, don't. It's still spinning. So I like the idea. Like somehow it's like, it's like, you know, when the gun muzzle is still hot. Right. But like, 
the, it's like the ball is still spinning. It's still got spin on it. And so Johnny touches it and kind of gets like torqued out of his wheelchair for a second. Right. Like he almost stands up. And that's the end of the chapter where we see him like. Talking about the metaphorical yeah. learning to walk. And him having it's like also, a shocked face. We, yeah. We get like the first of like many, many times. So they're like their eyes meet for the first time. Yes, so their eyes meet. Yep. It's in like it cutouts. Is, it is very clearly supposed to be like if it is animated, it's going to be a frozen moment in yeah, time. Like split and then, screen. Like, and then a cut to both the eyes. Boom. Like. And so that's them meeting. That's the meet cute is is Johnny touching Gyro's ball. Also, just the the composition with both it's of the gorgeous. cutaways yeah. and all, and also the fact that it's just a white background. There's no like it's just because everything fades away and it's just the two of like it's, yep. it's this, yeah. this is like I mean we're gonna say romantic a million times over the course of this season, but I mean that in like the tropes of a romance. Yes. Okay, but turn the page and look at the cover for number three because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so that's the thing. So it ends, and so then we we start to get a voiceover, and so this is like, also this is the level of pace, like this is the yeah. speed. Well, we have the cover first. That Araki this beautiful, is moving at. this beautiful like watercolor art of Johnny and Gyro. Yeah, sitting. but like, and that comes after like because it's like the end of of issue two is like Johnny starts narrating yeah. as oh, if right, this right. is the start, right? Yeah. Also. Also, it's been two whole. It's been like ninety yep. pages at this point, and right. and Rocky's like, "All right, now now it can start. Yeah, now the story starts. They've touched, but yeah. So this is like Johnny telling us the story. But I love that it's like the end of chapter two is the start of the story, yep. and like all of that was just scene setting because to get you a sense of like where how these two people got to where they are. Yep, like people like we are in it for the long haul. Like a Rocky, yeah. Has a plan. He's moving slowly. He's not in a rush. He's ready to tell his his masterpiece. But yeah, he's like, this is the story of Johnny Joestar and how I met this man who was like a mystery to me from beginning to end. And then yeah, the the cover of the next issue is just like, fuck. <laughs> I, how do you even describe it? Uh, glamour shots, yeah. couples photo. Yeah, like yeah. But it, I, it's the horniest cover of them so far. Yeah, and. Oh, the bar gets raised so much. But yeah, yep. it's about the two of them. So that's, yep. you know, they're, of course they're both on there. Um, also, Johnny looks a little off model. Johnny looks off model for a while. Then he yeah. becomes off model. It's like model. He's had, he just had lip fillers done yeah. or something. It's like Renee Zellweger when she had her new face done and then like she came out too soon oh and everyone God. freaked out. But yeah, and so and, and we're still getting Johnny's narration, yep. right? Because it's, it's still... Just, and, it's and so this is so how we learn slow and methodical. Johnny's whole backstory as a young horse girl. This and then in this, in his flashbacks, he just looks like the hottest, like soft butch lesbian. But I love just like <laughs> also like we've seen this chapter. You've read the whole chapter now, so like you can see at the beginning, like for what reason did I come to this beach? I was drawn to the beach by something. People are drawn to beauty, and then when you get to the end of the chapter. There's something beautiful on this beach. Right. This man on this horse. This story is being told in a way, like, it's very obvious that this is the beginning of a love story. Like, it's using all the tropes from, like, trashy romance. But all, which also, incidentally, are tropes from buddy movies. But buddy yeah. movies are, like, widely acknowledged, like, by film critics, especially queer film critics, as being queer. Yeah. So... Well, I feel like our entire podcast is like our submission into the body of work of like male on male aggression as sublimated homosexual. Yeah. And acts. but also like as later, you know, in later arcs, like these brotherhood, like will die yeah. for you relationships, like those are 
in like 60s and 70s buddy movies, like when there was a central pair, they would always have to also have like an instance of like violent homophobia or transphobia, like usually against somebody else, kind of like to establish them as not gay. Gay, yeah. I mean, you're telling me that Easy Rider, wherein they live together, travel together, and die violently together is not gay? I mean, the thing is that, like, it is gay. (laughs) and And the the thing that defines it as, the thing that, like, really seals the deal, even though you can tell that it's gay just from, like, looking at the way they look at each other and die for each other and so on. Like, the thing that really seals it is that, like, they have to disclaim so violently. They have to to say, like, no, 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 no. We're not. I mean, it's... It's like that weirdly off-tone scene in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure where they like have been separated and they reunite and they hug and then they immediately pull apart and call each other fag. Yep. Yeah, you have to do it. <laughs> right. I mean, if people are interested in like reading like Robin Wood's theory about yeah. it. Yeah. Because that's like the shit. <laughs> that's like the, the foundational thing Meanwhile, about it. I'm just like staring at like in Johnny's flashback where he's in that hospital and I'm like, man, Iraqi, like this is, this is the like steel ball run is where it really cements that like Iraqi will not draw a butt crack, but I forgot <laughs> he also will, will not draw nipples like at all. So I do want to talk about Johnny getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. He Like is Johnny even a mammal? So like he doesn't, I'm sorry. I'll let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so so he goes to a millionaire's home and he's around hot girls, which is great. I don't, he's like, it's so great to be around hot girls. I just yeah. love being around hot girls. I mean, it's true. Right? It's, <laughs> hot girls are great. It's that, it, it no arguments here. Yeah. And then he's, he is dressed very Mista like. Another, we get another very Mista ish outfit. And he also gets into a, an argument outside of theater, just like our boy. Mista. And Johnny's like the kind of dick where he's just like surrounded by other assholes and passively goes along with them, which yeah. is, in my opinion, right. the worst kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not standing up for what's right. He has he's no moral compass. Teenage, rich, famous dick. He's soft. He's just soft. And morally he, soft. And he crosses the wrong otaku. Yeah, <laughs> man. Those, those, those guys who like stay up all night waiting in line don't, they obviously are all carrying. Where like no, this is but again, this is America. This is America. Right? Like, everyone has like, a gun. Fucking everyone has a gun. Okay, yeah. but in real life though, did you see that 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 story recently about how there was like a shooting at a funeral home somewhere and people at the funeral returned fire? And I'm like, yeah. this is this fucking the naked gun? Yeah. Like, why is our country right. so fucking broken? Anyway, that that's not important. But that's like this, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I like so- how Johnny's lesbian girlfriend, uh, who is just like <laughs> like actresses, though actresses are so beautiful. Let me watch them. Um, I like how she, she's like Bruno Bucciolati up front. I was yeah, say. Yasuho out back. Yeah, the hair. Like, yeah, <laughs> the most extreme layering going on. Yeah. But yeah, so Johnny gets shot in that one spot that you get hit. He gets shot in the exact spot that like. Professor X gets shot in. Yeah. So like he can't use his legs, but ostensibly every like the rest of his like digestive system and stuff still works fine. Sure. That's a spot on the spine. It's not. It sure is in fiction. Yeah. No. Also, I just want to sh- point out that when when Johnny falls to the ground after getting shot, uh, this this Bruno looking lesbian girlfriend of his actually curls up into a ball and looks like fucking. She Rolling does Stone. look like Rolling Stone. I was thinking that earlier. I was like, it looks like the Brunoified Rolling Stone because I don't even parse her as a. It's her dress. Yeah. But 
Oh, wow. You're right. Anyway, very dramatic. And then he wakes up in um, the worst hospital. Right. Like some kind of like fucked up hell hospital from like Teen Wolf. Right. But also, (laughs) yes, exactly. But also, (laughs) this is what hell hospitals were like in in. 1890. Yeah, like, there's seriously. There's a reason why Nellie Blythe like right. faked insanity and like sn- like got herself committed and then wrote a huge expose on like the condition of hospitals in the United States and like scandalized the nation because yes. it was sucky. That's what I'm, it was. But sucky. I do That's love it. that he's just like That's getting his blood word. stolen by some asshole. Yeah. Yeah, right? I'm just like, okay. And also I love that this person who is stealing his blood is like, you can't feel your legs anyway. I'm like, you are stealing his blood, but you draw the line, the moral line at him being able to feel it? Yeah. Like, okay. you could just put it... Also, like, it's not that painful. You could steal anyone's blood at any time. Or, like, he feeds him the newspaper. Oh, I mean, that sh- this shot of Johnny's face getting fucked with a newspaper... His. But Araki knew what he wanted to draw, and he went for it. He's like, I really need to get their attention so that they'll see that the slug on the headline is that the Steel Ball Run project is happening in two years. Yeah, so we know this right. is a two-year-ago flash. That's why he had to draw that panel. Oh, yeah, definitely. To establish a timeline. And definitely yeah. not to show Johnny choking on a cylindrical object. But then it jumps us back to the present where Johnny is sort of standing up. Johnny's fingers are on the ball. <laughs> Uh, and Gyro still looks incredible, and I'm never yep. going to stop saying that. It's like every single he looks panel amazing. Of him. Well, and Johnny's reaction to what he looks like is what you look like when you see. I him. just, it's like it's whatever. Just, in, it's like I didn't know you could draw an Instagram filter in 2004 before Instagram existed. That's, but that's he doesn't need an Instagram filter. That's just what he looks like. He, it's like he just like everyone else. It's even like the shading and stuff. Is Gyro is just a beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah. Johnny's got his stars beanie, which is like the stars motif is like Johnny's thing. Yeah. Um, so his whole outfit is covered in stars. Yeah. He's in this like star onesie. Yeah. And then uh, Gyro's whole thing, as as we talked about, I don't know, five minutes ago, <laughs> is that all of his stuff is stripey. And yeah. so like, I, I honestly, I prefer this as a riff on the American flag to the actual American flag, which I think is aesthetically ugly. Oh, same. I, mean, I, would, I would salute Johnny and Gyro every morning. I, I do. do. <laughs> Courtney and I do already, okay? When we Sorry, brush our yeah. teeth. Get with the program. But yeah, and so Johnny, like, I do like that he's like, what What did you just do to me? And it's like, dude, he made you gay. That's... Yeah, he made you realize you were gay. What yeah, was on this your... beach? What was so shining? It was this beautiful, beautiful man and his It was balls. your homosexual awakening. That literally is what it is, though. And like, yes. <laughs> it's not pretending not to be. Like, this is Johnny falling in love with Gyro. The, so, the steel ball. I just touched it. Yeah. That man's... So these two panels of of gyro backlit by the sun with beautiful, like the classic rocky clouds behind him, um, and like a, an entire pen's worth of black ink to draw the shading and stuff. It's just gorgeous. Who is this man as like the angelic god rays yeah. behind his head? Who is this beautiful man on this beach, and what is he doing here? And it's like, yeah, that's how that's that's what I felt like when I saw Darius in the, the <laughs> party for the first time. Um, but no, I do like that. Pretty much every shot of gyro we've had so far, and like it has been from this low angle that is honestly like Johnny's POV, even right. before Johnny showed up. 
was just it's like you're you're we are looking at him as Johnny looks at him right from a seated position from right. like a lower position and then that doesn't change because also like a lot of, spoiler uh, Gyro's on a horse a lot so <laughs> this is this is a weird thing for Gyro to say but I also think it's really badass where he goes do you know the leading causes of death first is mosquitoes second is kicked by a horse do you plan on changing that ranking I love punk? it because it's like he has been doing some Iraqi research like he went. He like opened right. one encyclopedia volume and was like, I'm going with it. Like this fake statistic. So Johnny uses some Joker as a ramp to launch himself <laughs> at Gyro's retreating form. Yeah. So that he Love can it. touch his balls again. And we get a little flip sound effect as he touches the balls. And then, and like then maybe his... one of the worst things I've ever seen happen to a human hand happens. There's going to be a lot of finger and hand related body horror in this Gore. arc. So just ugh. just be prepared. Yeah, those fingernails like ugh. If you loved it when ACDC's fingernails popped up and his veins came out, you will love Steel Ball Run. Yeah, it's just <laughs> but yeah, so he kind of gets like spun until he's like forcibly it's almost like electricity, like it just kind of like yeah. Flips him and like launches him so he's hanging off the gutter. Yeah, of, it's kind of like if you put like two south ends of a magnet together and right. they, they fly like apart. Thrown. Yeah. And then he's like, why am I here? And then Gyro is like, you're ripped. He's like, you, you have very strong muscles on your upper body. Yeah. You're hottie. I'd hit it. No nipples, but strong muscles. He's like, but you can't get on a horse, so... I'm never going to see you again after right now. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I can't make you walk again. He's like, this is my weapon, but I can't make you walk again. And I'm going to go win this cross country race. So bye. Bye forever. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's the end of the, the arc. That's the end of Steel Ball Run. And John, oh, right. Johnny has like Bruce Springsteen esque wrist, uh, wrist oh, warmers. Oh, yeah. The American flag wrist warmers. And then the stars pants. Oh, God. They're so corny and I love it. I mean, I think that like the fact that Johnny Joestar, like, I just have to – I just always think of, like, David Bowie's I'm Afraid of Americans. Oh, yeah. Johnny's an American. I'm always just like, yeah, Johnny <laughs> is an American. But, yeah, him, like, watching Gyro right away, and he's like, there's this beauty that existed on this beach, and there was this man, and I was, what was drawn, I drawn to. to this, it's like, mm, I will Will there race. be a light called Hope here? Dental plan. <laughs> Lisa needs braces. Like, and, and <laughs> but I don't think that like Johnny thinks that. I think that's a Rocky being like, they're gay. And I mean, just, like, I think spelling it out for you. I think that like, I mean, this idea is that like Johnny is kind of narrating. We know that he's in the future because he says like, yeah. this is the story of how. So I think that he is kind of like giving us that slow drip of information. Like this is where I was at emotionally without giving away too much. But he like Johnny Iraqi the narrator Johnny. Johnny. Yeah, the narrator yeah. Johnny is priming us for the fact that like Gyro changed like this meeting with yeah. this chance meeting with Gyro changed his life, gave him hope, was the beauty within the darkness, you know, like all this, yeah. this fucking cliche lovey dovey bullshit. Which is honestly like not the healthiest start to a relationship. But <laughs> I disagree. A, the healthiest In a rom com way, it's great. Well, no, but it's that thing where he's just like because now it's like we take him from like just laying in despair in that shitty hospital bed to him being like, I will get on a horse again and I will get in that yeah. race. But he's doing it just to chase down Gyro, which, you know, yeah. fair, sure, great. Which to, just to touch Gyro's balls. And like the I, thing is yeah. that like, I feel like every time I like joke about that to people and I'm like, oh yeah, Steel Ball Run is about this guy who like touches this other guy's balls and then spends 
however much time like pursuing him to touch his balls again and people are like lol but like they don't know that i mean it fucking literally yeah which is like <laughs> it is funny it is a it is a yeah. really weird funny metaphor that iraqi chose but it's like i'm not like it's it's I, it's zero work to make these jokes because that is literally what happens yeah. and so it's like sometimes i'm like Yes, we can talk about like the metaphor and like what like what the balls mean in terms of like power or masculinity yeah. or like uh, growth or whatever. But also, he just touches his balls and feels yeah. something below his waist I mean, again. You I, know, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> I also want to point out that the that Jairo's balls. This is a Joe Star Zappelli romance that yeah. are being set up for here. Our last great one, of course, being Caesar and Joseph with his clacker balls. Um, yes. Joseph had his clacker balls. Caesar had his bubbles, which are also. Yep. Yeah. Spheres. Ball. So like it's it's it is very reminiscent of Caesar Joseph in that way. Yeah. And so it's like it's not out there, but it's also just fucking funny. I don't know. Like But also like it's one of these things where there's this constant struggle in like internet <laughs> fandom to be like, is oh, it canon? Yeah. Is it real? Like, is it canon or am I just is it my head canon that they're gay? I mean, like, do they kiss? Like, you know, there's so there's this idea of like, oh, things are either like queer stuff is only either canon or it's not canon, and like that's how it is and if it's not canon then like it's fine and fan work is great but that's all it is and like yo if Iraqi got up on stage and was like gyro and johnny never had sex and were not in love i would be like you're wrong and yeah. you're lying because look well, like look at like it's yeah. literally about him like touching his balls like <laughs> like <laughs> well and it's also it's, it's that thing again of like like you know, believe what word, you like, see yeah, well, it's like it's yeah, it's like the the there's the creator's relationship to their work, and then there's the like the consumer's relationship to the work. The work, yeah, and like you, it's like, know, you know what you're looking at. Like you don't yeah. have to have a specific. Like when you see things like, wow, meeting this man changed my life. Like this shining, beautiful thing on this beach, like helped me grow into a man. Like. You don't have you you. I'm telling you, listener, empower yourself. You know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't need to take in all this bullshit telling you that there's only a very narrow way for something to be a gay love story. This and is it. somehow it. brotherly love encompasses like right. way more affection than I've ever and, seen brothers and express and with yeah. each other. Yeah, and well, the brotherly explained. love like historically has is a, has often been used as a queer thing, cover, yeah, as, or just um, gay. As we've mentioned many times in this podcast, if these two characters were a man and a woman, no one would be having this debate. Right. Yeah. Everyone yeah. would just be like, it's obviously a romance. And that's yeah. what I mean about it. It's just romantic yeah. and it is using the tropes of romance, which, you know, yeah. it, you can like not like romances, but you probably won't. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in Steel Ball Run. There's probably stuff you'll still like. But like in terms there of like, are Johnny, a lot of fights. There's a lot there's of a fights, lot of fights. And there's yeah. a lot of weird shit. And they're good. But also horses. Yes, and weird shit with horses in fights. Yeah, but yeah, but like in terms of like Johnny and Gyro, like this is it. That that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's a love story. Yeah. So what are we reading next week? Next week we're gonna be reading the next two issues. Next I two think issues. Uh, four and five. All right. So, so you heard it here first. So for book club, issues four and five of Steel Ball Run will be our next episode. Yep. Cool. 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 JoJo's Bizarre Explainer is recorded in Portland, Ora Ora, Oregon. You can follow us on Twitter at ExplainJojo or find us on the web at ExplainJojo.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us the kind of review that Johnny would leave for Gyro's Balls. 